0: basketball gods the only thing i want is for chris paul to finally win a ring
1: <laughs> it's like free britney yeah you know, yeah so everyone's yeah, everyone's acting like they weren't watching her fall apart being britney. like oh what a mess and now it's like <laughs>
0: Welcome to the People's Sports Podcast. She is Charlotte Wilder. I am Mark Titus, and we are back after a three-week, was it? I lost count, Charlotte. Two I'm weeks? trying to count the day. Two weeks? Three weeks? A, a lengthy, a substantial, a much-needed vacation. Uh, what What did you do? What have you been up to? Have you just oh been sitting gosh. in that chair waiting for, for the light to come back on? The whole, whole time.
1: time? <laughs> the whole time. I've just been sitting here in front of a blank Zoom waiting for you to pop up into it. No, I, uh, you know... I just was sort of astonished by, you know, you think like, oh, vacations are good, resets are good. And then this week I came back and I was like, I am so excited. Like anybody Mm. who listens to the show knows that I'm always excited and always overexcited to do the show. But I was like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to talk into a microphone again. And I think it's just, you know, it's important. Everybody's got to reset. I think um, it was really smart of us. Our our boss sent us a graph of how we were doing and our, our listenership had just really started to skyrocket uh, right mm-hmm. before we decided to take two weeks yes. off. And I just want to commend us for being yes. so smart to do that. To plan vacations, you know, right when we're gaining momentum, because you got to keep everybody on their toes.
0: Right. Right as soon as people are falling into a habit of like, yeah, I kind of like this. I I kind of, I didn't get it at first. I wasn't really (laughs) sure what the purpose of this was. Uh, I'm slowly starting to get it. And then bam, we disappear for a few weeks. Pull the plug.
1: I do think, so here's here's what we need from the people, though, is we need the people to help us out to get back to that trajectory. So tell, mm. like, five friends about mm-hmm. our show and that they should listen to it, and then maybe, like, one of them will, and we can, yeah. you know, we can climb back up.
0: This is going to be very unfair of me to say this. I'm basing this off of nothing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very baseless accusation, but I think it's going to make for a fun discussion. So I'm going to I'm going to accuse you of it anyway. Oh. You strike me, Charlotte, uh, as the type of person who on vacation who does not have an outlet to do the show you do the show to your friends and family. That you're like sitting around dinner and you're like, here's here's the thing I think about, uh, you know, I think what the Dallas Cowboys have been doing this off season, and they're like, Charlotte, God damn it, please, for the love of God.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny, Mark? I don't, I don't do that like about sports, but I do it making fun of myself. Like yeah. if anything about work comes up, I'll do it as a bit. I'll be like, well, you yeah. know, the thing that people really are, and then, and then it's funny. How often I you
0: start in, in your personal life, do you start sentences with, here's my take.
1: <laughs> at least at least once a dinner party at least but but the best thing is when you're with people who who don't do sports for a living yeah. but um either you know want to talk to you about sports or think that it or, or feel slightly threatened by the fact that i work in sports and this is this is no one from this last vacation so if anyone's hearing this i'm not sub tweeting anybody but like you know when something comes up and you're like well here's my job and they tell you that one story about the one athlete they once met and and like explain you're like no that's that's awesome that's great it's just like this isn't cool like what i do (laughs) what i do isn't isn't especially cool but uh Uh, you know i just i am i'm a big advocate for taking vacations every once in a while and we have come back stronger than ever i don't don't know too
0: too soon to say i'd say but uh no, i like where I got you're, I like you are I'm out yeah. over
1: my skis, Mark.
0: Yes. Uh, did you do anything fun though? Is there anything to report? Did you see any parts of the country? Did you did you what 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 what
1: what what what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mark's already forgotten how to talk. I'm going to need well I'm going to need a full report from you as well. We were both in different places than we usually are. I went mm-hmm. to Maine. Uh, saw my family, had a lovely time. Ate a ton of seafood like yeah. probably eight i eat there one of these our favorite restaurants up there was doing one dollar oysters and i ate more oysters than oh i've God. ever eaten in my entire life why is it is, how,
0: how can they do one dollar oysters and then other places are like eight dollar oysters because i think it's like to get you in the door you know it's like
1: 10 cent beer night at a cleveland indians game in you know 1976 Mm -hmm. um when and everybody shows up and then you order more stuff but um ate a lot of lobster rolls what else okay i I, uh you know that's really sort of all i'm coming up with
0: i'm curious Um, the uh being being um being a midwest guy i don't know if i've ever told you about that but i'm from (laughs) wait where are you from Uh, my mother came out to visit me, not not on this particular stretch of vacation, but mm-hmm. she came out like a month or two ago. Uh, at, it was around Mother's Day. Yeah. It was for Mother's Day is what it was. Um, she came out to LA, and I wanted to take her to some sushi, some seafood place. She's never had sushi in her entire life, ever. Not it's one incredible. single time. Um, in fact, she, she can probably count on one hand the amount of time she's had seafood. And... Uh, we uh, we made her try the sushi. She did. It did not sit well with her. Like it was a whole mental thing, I think. And she ended up th- th- whatever. It, she didn't have a good time, Charlotte. And I got into a discussion with her about it. She, this is a woman who has spent. Um, she has lived every second of her life in the state of Indiana. She has. She has traveled. She has weirdly enough been to every state in the country. She has traveled to every state. She does not spend a lot of time there, though. She she goes there. She travels. She flies back to Indiana. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that my mom. Has a uh, she's not a seafood person whatsoever. She she she's a meat and potatoes Indiana gal. Yeah. Uh. So my question to you is the corollary true? If in Maine, if you mm-hmm. were to like put steak and chicken on the menu are the people like whoa 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 we don't eat that here we eat lobster and crab and oysters only
1: <laughs> no but that's a hilarious compare that's a hilarious corollary yeah it's like they see a piece of they see a burger and they're just like, like disgusted no, yeah, like, oh my like, god oh. absolutely like oh you eat that where did <laughs> like, this come from is that even cooked <laughs> um no that's not true okay, but i wish it were That's a funny yeah. bit we, so can we, we,
0: could, yeah, we can we pretend. We can pretend.
1: Uh, where did you go, Mark? What did you see? What part of oh, the world were you in? Where haven't I
0: been? I have been. Um, I, I went to Myrtle Beach to visit some family. My, my uh, I have family that just moved there. Um, it is a, uh, it, it is a beach that is very different than the beaches of California, and mm-hmm. for better and worse. And <laughs> it was a fun experience. Uh, just sitting there and annoying the hell out of everybody, being like, you know, back home at the beach I go to, and <laughs> we don't have this, and they're like, yeah, we get it. We get it. We don't care. Like
1: we we see your long hair and we know that you go to the beach every day and stare into the abyss by yourself,
0: Mark. I, a lot of it. uh you know, I just find it interesting. You don't have any surfers out here. I just find that interesting. I find it interesting how they're like, Jesus, get back on the plane and get out of here. Uh, I spent a little time in Napa. Yep. um yeah Aunt I, I was would, thrilled yes. that's where
1: you spent your birthday i was
0: in my birthday i Happy turned
1: birthday man
0: i turned 34 years old in okay. napa valley california uh it was not it was not a scene that was for me i uh i, I learned that I'm very sorry, quickly what? it wasn't it wasn't I, have you been you to literally
1: napa? you literally texted me
0: no i was having fun getting drunk i should tell you that uh, yeah I, i'm I'm speaking on both sides of my mouth i had fun drinking a ton of wine okay. the the culture is uh, not for me is okay. what i is what i meant. See like that. i picked up very quickly that like th- i'm in over my head in terms of the the vibe mm. uh but in terms of the actually throwing back the wine that was a good yep. time so um there's that, and then I just got back from Colorado. I spent like a, a week there as well. Um, like, look, just, look uh, at you, well traveled man. We are we are back home though. We are back in the saddle, ready to talk sports. That's what the people want. That's the I, people I, want
1: sports. But, but hold on, I just want to read what? a text message exchange
0: oh between the two of us. Oh my god, no. this is. Uh,
1: you don't have to do this. I you know wish you happy birthday. We chatted a little bit, and uh, you know you told me that you were up in Napa, blah blah. blah and then there's like a five hour gap where I say. I'm on vacation starting in a few hours and cannot wait to throw my phone into the ocean. And then uh-huh. there's a five-hour gap. And with some typos, it says, I'm never coming back, Charlotte. Do the show <laughs> without me <laughs> when you're in Napa. And then I reply, just started vacation, Mark. And three Aperol spritzes in. I'm never coming back either. The show is dead. <laughs> and now Simpler here we are. So, here we are. To be <laughs> so excited to be back. So excited to be back. And then um, the next
0: text came from Michael Buck our boss that said, you're coming back, by the way. Yes.
1: Just, you are the coming back. I saw, I saw Buck. A... We had dinner. He was in New oh, York. Really? I was in New York. It was very exciting. Yeah, so he knows oh. that we're, we're still doing the show. I told him. I was like, look, don't worry. It's... I know it seems like we're not coming back, but... A few weeks ago, we made a whole big deal about how everything is back. Like, we're all back. Yeah. We have never been more back than we are right now. And we have so many sports to talk about. The oh, my God. Gods, the sports. Like, they have the, blessed us.
0: Will sport, sports? Will the, will the sports ever stop at no. this point? It's so wild, Charlotte. We, we've been doing this show for almost a year now, is it? Like, it's close crazy. to it. Who, who knows? We started When we started this show... Uh, part of it was part of the the uh, uh, reason behind starting the show was that there was no sports. We thought, you know, what a great time to launch a sports podcast is at a time when the 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 country could care could not possibly <laughs> care less about sports. Literally in the history of of organized sports in this country, I think <laughs> no, <it's laughs> that true. was no, the that's bottom. True. Um, and what, what a difference a year makes, because as you said, it is overwhelming, all the stuff that is going on. The NBA Finals start the match, which like when when the, when the match was announced, when when Bryson DeChambeau, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, we lost our minds. We, we, we talked about it on the show. This was tailor-made for us. Phil might not, ex- we don't spend a ton of time talking about Phil. The other three guys, I feel like their names come up at least once a show. Um, I, I, definitely. Yes. And we were so excited. And yesterday I find myself, it, it wasn't that I didn't care it's that there was so much going on with the nba finals with uh i'm getting really into the euro soccer tournament so i'm watching like the that the, the game yesterday um which by the way we're, the game yesterday for us was uh was italy spain goes it into to penalty kicks there's a lot going on uh baseball's about to have the all-star break um you name it charlotte it seems yep. like the sport is being played right this second with the exception of maybe football but uh anyway there, there's, there's a ton of stuff going on what do you want to talk about
1: well, there are a few things I don't want to talk about okay. um, I don't want to talk about the fact that Bruce Springsteen's daughter, Jessica Springsteen And her horse, whose name um, Hold on, I need to Google this I forgot to put this in my little Google Doc Jessica Rae Springsteen She is an American equestrian And her horse is named um... Wait, she's an
0: equestrian? Yeah, is, that, she's an American... is that how you say that? like the like yeah i'm asking you i'm asking i I genuinely don't know is that is the person who does the thing the equestrian like i thought the sport is the sport equestrian and then are you an equestrianer
1: if you would ask me this literally five seconds ago i wouldn't have known but when i googled her it just came up and said american equestrian so i think that is that doesn't make any
0: sense can we call that out for a second that you have a sport (laughs) (laughs) yeah Come on. Noted horse girl, Bruce Springsteen's daughter. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, that's the t- They don't even use her name. They're just no. like, Bruce Springsteen's daughter, comma. A horse very, girl. A horse girl, comma.
1: Here's the problem, though, Mark, is that every single article, everything that I've read on the internet about this, which at this point is a significant amount of information that I have uh, consumed on Bruce Springsteen's daughter. it's The headline is Born to Run, colon, yeah, Bruce Springsteen's yeah, daughter, or Jessica Springsteen. But yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God. And, we get it. you know, come up with a better one at least. But, but she uh, is, she was selected for the Tokyo Olympics show jumping team. I, are you ready for her horse's name? You know how we've talked uh, about horse's names?
0: Is Does it have, yeah, okay, go ahead. I, w- I was going to take a guess, but I... No,
1: it's, you can't. It is like, I don't even know how to say it. It's Don Juan Van Dedoncovy. What? D-O-N space capital J-U-A-N. Cat space lowercase v-a-n lowercase d-e uppercase d-o-n-k-h-o-e-v-e <laughs> is this horse's name do you know That's, how many youtube videos that, we watch trying to figure not, out how to... Uh,
0: that doesn't fit in the uh the remember all the horse rules about like naming horses there's no way yeah, that this fits is, but this the, isn't racing oh this is equestrian there's a difference yes,
1: this is a show jumping horse this is like the agility <sighs> show at the dog show
0: can, can, it can, can you they get a ride horse? The
1: horses, you don't ride the dogs.
0: Can you get you a horse that can do both? Is that possible? Like, can we? Can we? <laughs> should we create a sport that's like the decathlon for horses, where it's like you yes. have the race and show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> the people's the people's sport. The people's horse
0: horse race. show horse <laughs> horse competition. And you also and we have to hold pull, it at
1: like Daytona yeah. Five Hundred.
0: You have to prance around mm-hmm. on the equestrian. You have to run a race, and then you have to like pull a plow and like yeah. <laughs> plow a field and you have to go on the organ trail and like do a stretch of that as you, have well. to, you have to you have to
1: drag a covered wagon with both of us inside it no here the reason that i don't want to talk about it is because i'm too excited about it like i'm just i could spend okay. an entire show so we can't even get me started i love bruce springsteen i, I think this is there is a picture of her She was in a Hamptons wedding magazine issue. Like, it's everything I care about. Yeah. And so we need to hold on until... I'm also trying to interview her. So, Jessica, if you're out there, please talk to me. Well, that's very Um, cool that you're
0: cutting me out of this interview. I appreciate that. that You (laughs) don't want to have her on the show. You just want to do it. Well, I just thought
1: I'd bring it to you here.
0: Uh, Can you ask her for me, please? No, she'll come
1: on the show, Mark. We'll do it on the show.
0: Well, I'm gonna ask her one question and it's um how can you you be the equestrian and the sport be the equestrian at the same time? I mean that makes no damn sense. Like if Tom Brady was a football <laughs> like how does that make you know what I mean?
1: You know that ad your, where Chris Paul turns into a basketball? Yeah, there you go.
0: That's Speaking what, that's of Chris what,
1: Paul, I do wanna get out ahead of this real quick and say he is what our show is today. Yeah. Like if you I came so. here for Chris Paul, like we have to talk about Chris Paul, if, but there well, are a few other things.
0: Yeah, if you came here for Chris Paul, I'm sad to say he's not going to appear on the show, but we will talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, I that's uh, the...
1: The day we uh, get a big name on this show, people won't believe us. They'll skip the episode because they'll yeah. be like, there's no way Aaron Rodgers actually went on the podcast. I
0: still have my fingers crossed it's going to... I did watch a little bit of the match, which again, I can't believe I didn't watch the whole thing. I can't believe I wasn't like consumed with this thing because it checked all the boxes. I was mm-hmm. so excited. The, uh, I think what worked about last last match, the last mm-hmm. year, was that there were no sports. and I think we were just so excited to see something. Um, and, and they why, why, why did they do it on a Tuesday? But the NBA Finals start. It, 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 I don't understand.
1: Did they not check the schedule? Do you think, yeah. or was it like the only time all four of those guys were available?
0: It was. It was very confusing. But what little I saw of Aaron Rodgers, uh, I I love the man, and I think uh, <laughs> if we keep just pushing it out into the universe, please, Aaron, please, just one time, just come on the. Like we promise, we will not talk. You can give us a laundry <laughs> list of things you don't want to talk about, and we will gladly not talk about them. We, you could come on the show and just talk about god i don't know like like hair your hair care routine if that's all you want to talk about we don't care we don't care
1: we'll do the softest interview of all time we'll do a puff we are promising you right now we will do a puff piece interview we'll do the the sports podcast interview equivalent of a people magazine reprint of a press release
0: yeah yeah but I'm worried that he wants the touch like I, I also get that read from Aaron Rodgers because they were they were they were touching on it a little bit about his situation with the Packers and is he gonna retire and all that. Um I think Aaron Rodgers actually likes being asked about it, so then he can be coy and kind of you know what I mean? Well here's he what does, we'll do. We'll tell well, him
1: we'll we'll say, Hey Aaron, what's the deal man? What's we'll say we'll say here's like, hey, our <laughs> hard hitting interview question. What's going on? Are you good are you retired? Yeah. And then he'll say he'll he can be coy about or we can say, "Look, Aaron, we know you love being coy, So here are a few mm. hard questions. and listen, mm-hmm. man, we are just so happy to have you that you don't even have mm-hmm. to answer them
0: the, dude, I, I, at this point he would be stupid not to come on the show if you really think about it like this is this is the mo this is the easiest gimme. In, in the history of his his career in terms of, of interviews i mean he could you could spend the you, whole
1: time plugging whatever product he's endorsing and we'd be like i am going out to get a sham wow right this minute
0: yes I, I will leave the interview as he's talking and go order it and come back um no uh wh- wh- is there anything else you don't want to talk about
1: uh you know i don't really want that. to talk well i don't want to talk about shohei otani because we got to save him for the all-star we'll we got to save that
0: I, uh, I I just spent some time in Colorado, by the way. As I said, I, I just got back. I spent a week, um, and I, I say that to say from experience. I don't know if I don't know if you've uh, heard about this, but uh, the altitude in Colorado. Oh. Um, a lot of people have commented on it. A lot of people. What are they, are they saying, below sea level? <laughs> slightly below. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people have 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 mentioned this how it affects sports. Hmm. Um, but I, let, let me go ahead and also say that uh, I tried to do some physical activities and I was gassed. So um, <laughs> I know that there's a lot of data points out there and a lot of people have pointed it out, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it, let, let me add to that, Charlotte, and say, yes, all of that is true. All okay. of that science, it's anecdotally true.
1: <laughs> okay, good, good. So
0: keep an eye on that with uh, Shohei Otani and <laughs> the Home Run Derby. You know, Just factor that in. Uh, uh, do you think Shohei Ohtani, we're not going to talk about it because we'll no. save it for the, the thing, right. but do you think... Um, he would come
1: on this podcast? <laughs>
0: yeah, <sure. laughs> Shout what? out, can, can I, uh, can, can we shout out Ben Verlander, our colleague at, at Fox Sports, who has, you know what, I'm not going to shout him out. I'm going to call him out. Um <laughs> I've, I've been around Ben Verlander one time in my life. We went and played disc golf together, a so not, not as interesting of a story as it sounds, but we... Uh, you know, I it was, can't. Okay, <laughs> it, was, All
1: right.
0: it was preposterous. <laughs> and the entire time, uh, because I know Ben Verlander is very plugged into baseball and is 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 a baseball guy, we'll call him. Yeah. Um, the entire time uh, I was trolling him about Shohei Otani being better than Mike Trout, because I thought that would be like an effective troll if I played the role of a guy who doesn't know baseball that well just like reads headlines and it's just like, you know, I Shohei Otani is clearly the best player on the Angels and Mike Trout is kind of getting in his way. I was just trying to troll him to where he loses his mind. He's like, "No, cuz Mike Trout, you know, is might be one of the best base he is one of the best baseball players of all time, maybe the best player of all time, whatever." Um so I thought this would be an effective troll. And what I have noticed, Charlotte, is that Ben mm-hmm. Verlander since that moment in time has slowly just like dominated the Shohei Otani – market of uh, to, to the point that we're now putting out videos from Fox Sports written in Jap- the captions are in Japanese and, Ver- and Ben has just become like the Shohei Otani guy and I want to say you're welcome Ben <laughs> because I trolled you into
1: <laughs> and I want to take credit for every piece of work that you have put out since. Yes,
0: that. I want to take because what like he 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 was. Th- I remember the day vividly that he was like, you know, no, no, no. Shohei Otani's good. He's good. Like what he's doing is really cool. But Mike Trout is still Mike Trout. Like come on, let's not get to. And now all of a sudden, I look up and it's just Shohei Otani everything. And I just all want right. to say, have me on your show, Ben. Let's let's hash this out.
1: This feels <laughs> like we should do a home in a way. Like you should yes. go on Ben's show and then Ben yes. should come on our show. I'll go on Ben's show if you want with you. I'm just you uh, know not to it. invite myself to the party, but like I I would happily. Try, I do think that he need we need to have Ben on to talk about this during the All Star. Ben yeah. is also so nice; like he's such a he's so much nicer than we are.
0: Yeah, that's true. Do you, here's my question to you, about Ben. Do you think he's learned Japanese yet? Do you think he's like yes, going to come on the show and speak Japanese?
1: He's doing Duolingo right now, and like his entire Twitch stream, I don't even really understand Twitch, but Ben is very good at it. I'm sure he like has a translate app on for Twitch that says what he's saying in Japanese at this point, and it's impressive, and I love it
0: um the the one thing I was gonna ask you about Otani with the all-star game I'm more I'm more interested in his home run derby appearance because I think this is a great opportunity for MLB to get every single eyeball in this country on the the home run derby which a lot of people are gonna watch anyway but uh have Shohei Otani hit but also have him pitched all the other guys your thoughts Charlotte
1: I was going to say we should have Shohei Ohtani pitch to himself. <laughs> pitch and to he has himself to beat he his pitch and get to the get to the yeah, he you know it's like me in my backyard as an only child <laughs> like it's that take it takes skill. It takes if you can th- hit your throw yourself a baseball and then like really whack it, like that takes some practice. I challenge, you know what? I'll go so far as to challenge Shohei Ohtani to a hit off <laughs> A self pitch. <laughs> hit off it's okay. like a self-driving car but no oh god oh god we've already got <laughs> off the rails anyway that's oh. why i don't want to talk about it because we have to save it yeah
0: i, I yeah I, I agree with you uh but i i shohei otani i think I, in the meantime mlb should hire us to just throw creative <laughs> ideas on how to use shohei otani during the all-star break like what Done. you could do with shohei otani yeah just uh I, did you think, never mind, let's no, move on. say it. Um, all right, you want to talk about Chris Paul? You want to talk about the finals, the NBA finals going on? Uh, yeah. We re- we're recording this on um Wednesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so game one was last night. The Phoenix yeah. Suns have taken a 1-0 lead, which um a lot Suns of people. Suns in four. I hate that guy. Can I say it? Is that, is that?
1: Is I have it, avoided it, like, watching we, any interview he gave because I knew I would hate it. And I, I knew I
0: would hate it too. Like We like when we, we, talked, knew, about we it, talked
1: about it. We talked about it. We knew we hate it.
0: We we liked him at the time, and we also knew that like we're eventually gonna hate the guy. I'm there. I'm officially there. I I saw that he's like he. But also, I should say he's not that bad. Like I don't know. I'm trying to work through my emotions on this because he's not. I guess I I woke up this morning and I saw that he's like selling his autographs and he's on cameo and he's he's monetizing this now. A couple things here. Number one, I think that is America in 2021, for better Mm -hmm. or worse. I think like. If I'm going to get mad at that guy for selling out, which, first of all, like, I'm on cam, I was—I don't think I am anymore. I was doing Cameo for a while because Greg Oden did it, and I thought it was funny. But and you I did, did it, it for bit, charity. But, yes, but I will say the guy was, like, donating some of his money to charity as well. So there's that. There's also, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a reason to hate him other than just kind of, like, it's in my face a little too much. It's a little annoying. There, you know what I mean? Like, I kind of... How- I, I kind of am crossing my fingers that someone digs up an old tweet. <laughs> but then also I hear myself say that and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm the idiot here. Like I'm the bad person. So it's like, oh, I don't like how I've arrived at this.
1: Here's what it is, Mark, is that anytime anyone is on social media about themselves too much, you start to dislike them. Yes. I started to dislike myself. I'm I'm going to be very honest here. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, like when I was on Instagram a lot on my stories, doing more, like this whole vacation, I didn't post a single thing on Instagram and I didn't do a single tweet because I was like, this is my vacation and I need to use this more for work because the problem is that I know people in real life who I think are fine, but then I see their Instagram stories and I'm like, oh, I don't like this person. But then I hang out with them. I'm like, you're fine. But then I go back to their Instagram stories and I'm like, oh my God, like just do less. And I think the problem is that the minute you start doing more, like I try to tell myself that, if I use these social media platforms, you know, like for some jokes about myself so that people are sort of interested still, but like mostly for work or like for what I'm talking about with sports, that's somehow less inherently obnoxious than like, cause that's what I'm supposed to be doing there. Than if I were just like, you know, do you know what I mean? So anytime someone steps out of their lane, like sons and four guy, maybe he was like an insurance salesman or whatever. And like, if he were posting about insurance all the time, you'd be like, okay, fine. But if he's now like, here's my cameo, here's my face constantly all the time. Like there, is no way you can't help but not like that person
0: yes yes he's he's is that an awful thing to
1: say am i an asshole no he's
0: he's definitely overexposed but i guess like the the devil's advocate in this would be like that's what you have to do if you're him you you have to you understand that you only have you have a very short shelf life of relevancy when you punch a guy in the face and then do sons and four to a camera yeah (laughs) like there's only there's only a a small window of of time that people are going to care about this so you should capitalize it and i think that like he's he's smart to do that and he shouldn't care whether i like it or not but at the same time i don't like it i'm over
1: it it. there's a difference between not liking it or being like i don't like you now and being like you should still definitely be doing this
0: okay yeah because i think he
1: should still definitely i think it's totally the right move for him and i hope he can make money on it but i'm also like i'm bored by this now
0: I think I got it. We often use the phrase, we have to separate the art from the artist. And when we, when we talk about that, we're usually talking about a guy who's a garbage person who made like an awesome yeah. movie or television show or a yeah. song or something. I think this is the opposite. I think we're separating the art from the artist where we're like, the guy seems decent enough, whatever. Like, I don't have a problem with him. Your art, not a fan of your art. The art you're pumping out right now. Get the art out of my face. <laughs>
1: There it is. I don't, you figured
0: it out. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't need like it. Especially because he's dumbed down the conversation about the finals to where right. like if you ask someone what their prediction is, if you're like, hey, you're you're a bright basketball mind, you've been watching every second of the NBA this year. Like, how do you see the finals shaking out? They go Suns and four, baby. Boom! <laughs> Boom! 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 <laughs> Boom! And then you're, you're just like, is that a real opinion? You're like, yeah, bro, sons, and, oh, my God. And you just roll your eyes, and, and, and that's that. But then at the same time, the sons are up one nothing. Charlotte, sons and four is on the table, so.
1: Suns and four is possible. I, I think just,
0: that's the I think that's the worst possible outcome. Is Suns and four? Oh God! If it's Suns and four, in four yeah.
1: we will both walk slowly yeah. into the ocean, and the show <laughs> <Yeah>. is dead. <laughs>
0: and then the guy doesn't go away. The guy starts a podcast. He, it's the Suns starting he, next NBA is, season. Is something: is the Sons and four podcast hosted by Suns and four guy? Oh where my he just, god! He talks about all the best. He, he's the first episode of the podcast is all the times the Suns and four were at their most Suns and fouriest. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's so like, cute. all right. So, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Charles Barkley is the co-host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, god. Oh, god. oh my that's god, that's so awful. I mean, so the Suns thing—that <laughs> is it. So, first of all, I want to say that I had to watch this game on my cell phone because so the flight from Maine to New York is a forty-five minute flight. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are coming in to land at LaGuardia, and all of a sudden I realize that we are out and this is telling your nightmare travel story is like telling someone your dream, like no yeah. one cares. but this is context for how I watched this game and why the game actually itself didn't matter at all. Um, so I'm getting to a sports point. But so I realize at a certain point that we are way out over the Hamptons. And if you've ever flown from Maine to LaGuardia, you know that that is super not necessary. There is no yeah. reason you should loop around like that has never happened to me before. And all of a sudden we hit turbulence that was truly the worst turbulence I've ever felt in my. like i was I was like, well, this is it. I was actually mm-hmm. one of the thoughts that went through my head. first of all, I was like, if we have to crash land in the water, are my clothes going to be ruined? And then my second thought was, oh my God, are they, like, what are we going to do about the show? Is Mark going to have to do, like, a memorial episode and then it's over? And <laughs> oh, then, I would
0: monetize your death for sure. Please, no, please, like, I was yeah. hoping,
1: my hope was yeah. that you would yeah. get, like, a <laughs> lot of mileage out of it. Four, I'm the Sons and Four, I'm, I'm sons like- of four guy with Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> with my mortality. <laughs> we got to separate... <laughs> the test from the other. No, this is very dark knock on wood i would very much not like to die but it wake the turbulence was to the point where there were these massive thunderstorms coming in over new york and the air pockets the heat pockets like we would just like drop and then like completely yeah. go on our side and it was it was the probably the scariest plane ride of my life so we finally are you on, get... like a
0: real plane or are you on one of yes. those dinkers that... no
1: it's not a dinker is that,
0: is that the official name of it i think the dinker <laughs> yeah. the little
1: a little dinky okay. guy yeah, no, we're on a big guy, so we find we get over City Field, which is right next to LaGuardia, and we are kind of coming into land, and then all of a sudden we hit this massive turbulence. We sort of sh- the plane just starts shaking. We shoot back up, and I was like, "That's not that doesn't feel great." And the pilot comes on. And he's like, "Yeah, um, so right as we came into LaGuardia, uh, there were severe thunderstorms. The wind picked up above fifty-five miles an hour, so we can't land. We're gonna try for JFK." And I was like, "Try." try we're gonna we're gonna try, we're gonna try like what happens if we Left, fail yeah. <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me so we don't hear anything for like five minutes and then he comes back on and he goes we're landing at jfk in two minutes and we are still very high in the air and it's like i have no idea what is happening but so we just like plummet land we managed to land he comes on he's like we were the last plane that got in the plane behind us wasn't able to land and i was like where well where like where did that plane go the last um,
0: plane that got in yeah like, so anyway
1: were... <laughs> long story short we sit on the tarmac forever we finally get off all of these people are trying to be friends with each other but they're saying awful things. like i was just, it was a, it was kind of a nightmare oh, story. They're,
0: doing, they're they're bonding over yes. like how miserable like how incompetent you're blaming it on the airline. You're blaming the weather on the airline and the yes. pilot. And, and, then, yeah, yeah. and
1: then one woman starts saying how she's from Florida and Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, handled the pandemic better than anyone he should run for president. And I was like, oh, this is certainly hell. This is, Maybe we did crash because this is the bad place. So they were like, we're going to fly back to LaGuardia with your bags. And I was like, "I'm there is no way in hell I'm getting back on that plane. So we took an Uber from JFK, an airport in New York, to LaGuardia guardia rather than get back on the plane and fly with our bags and met that plane at but we were early because the plane didn't take off forever so i sat in an on, empty baggage claim
0: hold, hold, hold on stop 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 why 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 are you going from jfk to LaGuardia?
1: Because we were supposed to land at LaGuardia. So the plane was like, we legally can't have your bags get off of the plane here. So we have to fly everyone's bags to LaGuardia. They can't just like open up the hatch and say, take
0: your bags and go. They were like,
1: it's a security concern. And I was like, what? How is my shampoo (laughs) a problem? (laughs)
0: What security concern?
1: I don't know But so anyway Ended up driving from JFK Took an Uber from JFK to LaGuardia Because I was like There's no way in holy hell I'm getting back on that death machine And then had to wait for like an hour and a half So I sat at the baggage claim at LaGuardia Watching the Suns-Bucks game on my phone Watching it but paying very little attention Got home in time to watch the last quarter And I was like Oh it doesn't matter because Chris Paul is the only thing that matters. He's the only storyline. It doesn't yeah. matter what else happened in the game. Chris Paul is the only thing that any sports media person is going to latch on to about this entire basketball experience i
0: i, I like your i like how you just got to the point but at the same time like i can't go there yet i'm not ready to talk about the like the the, the, oh, yeah. the I, I i have too many questions about i
1: almost didn't want to tell it because i was like is this obnoxious does anyone care or is it a good enough story no i think
0: i think it's good enough because uh that to me is almost the the worst travel hell to be in where you've landed in the exact same city you're trying to go to <laughs> and they won't let you out they like won't you know what i mean like if you're flying from new york to la and you yeah. have to crash stop or like emergency stop in tulsa yeah that sounds miserable and that sounds off but then at the same time you're like i don't know that's it's kind of a story it's like sort of interesting i don't know it makes sense in your head you're like well you know we, we ran out we run out of gas we had to stop in tulsa to refit whatever it was that led to that point but you you you're you were leaving maine to go to new york city you mm-hmm. landed in new york city yeah and then you had to fly from New York City to New York City. Was the the, the yes. proposition? We're going to fly I from New York City. To, so I drove. So instead, we're going to drive. So I met from, the
1: same plane.
0: <laughs> we're going to take your bags off the plane, throw them in the Uber with you, probably, and drive that <laughs> Uber to the airport. And only when we get to the airport are you allowed to get into the trunk and get your. Yeah. That's stupid. Okay, what was were we talking about? Chris but Paul?
1: <laughs> Chris Paul is that, also, I will, uh, I'll tweet out a flight path, because my friend um, Jess Matana, who's on the Levitard show, she was tracking my flight, and um, which is very sweet of her. I didn't know she was doing this, but she texted me when I got a text when I landed, she was like, are you okay? <laughs> and if... sent me a screenshot of the flight path, and it looks like a toddler just, like, doodled on a map <laughs> of New York City. It's, like, if, all over
0: the place. If you found out that the flight path was a penis... Would all of this make it worth it? Yes. Would would you would you just like slow clap the (laughs) whole?
1: If I found out that that we had drawn a dick over New York City, I would have been like. Forget it. I will get back on that plane. <laughs> I'll take. I'll go anywhere this pilot yeah. wants to take if, me.
0: Th- that should have been the announcement from the pilot. Have been like, oh, "We're gonna get on a JFK. <laughs> we're gonna fly to the Guardia." I know this sounds bad for a lot of you, but I I have to put the finishing touches on the pubic hair of this penis flight path. I, didn't I make get to the balls. Yeah. <laughs> so please, I need everybody to get on board now. <laughs>
1: Really
0: Really (laughs) cool. Oh,
1: my God. But I I, I tweeted something about being at JFK, and then I tweeted something showing me watching the finals at LaGuardia, and someone was like, oh, no, something went terribly wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So... Um, but you made it. You want you yeah. got to watch the finals.
0: You see, yeah. Chris Chris Paul is the talk of the NBA Finals so far. He yeah. has the talk coming into the NBA Finals, which I think is um, it makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. But also at the same time, I semi feel bad for Giannis, who has won two MVPs and same. had his knee explode basically in front of our eyes, and then somehow. Got to a point where he could play in Game One, and um, and he finally, the Bucks finally got over the hump and have made it to the finals and all that. And I think most people are just like, yeah, who cares? Suns and four,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and that's Suns and four. Um, but no, it makes sense because Chris Paul is uh, is is on the tail end of his career, Charlotte. He has never made an NBA Finals. What? Uh, and he, yeah, never, never happened, <laughs> never in his career, never, not once. I don't know if you knew about this. Sixteen um,
1: years, and he never made the NBA Finals.
0: And, uh, yeah, he's one of the best point guards of all time, and I think that all, all of that gets thrown into a blender, and suddenly the, we look up, and the entire world is cheering for Chris Paul to at long last win when his, when his, when his ring that, that he has never, ever won. And uh, it seems like that's where it's headed. I don't know. I think the Bucks are better than I think the rest of America wants to believe. Um, but, you know, it's probably, the Suns are probably going to win. The Suns should be favored, and, and so far they, they look like the better team, certainly.
1: Well, so here's the thing that I think is very interesting about this from a human perspective is that normally going into the finals, if you have a if you have a finals centered around one guy, that guy is usually LeBron. And for the past 10, 11 years, Steph or LeBron have been in the finals. So that person, whoever it is, usually LeBron has, you know, it's been like, is he going to do it for the Cavs? Is he going to do it for the Heat? Is he going to put the team on his back? Is he finally going to have help? Blah, 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 blah. Like there's so many storylines about this one guy. There's always a counterpoint, though. There's always someone he's up against. It's either like, well, but there's Steph Curry and the Warriors, or it's like, you know, th- there's always a worthy adversary or, like, someone else with enough of a narrative that there's more to talk about than just LeBron. But it feels like with Chris Paul, he's the only veteran, like, the only guy that I think especially, like, older media people can be like, oh, you love to see it. Like, he he's grinded it out for so long. And, like, right. there's Giannis but he's been in the league what 6 7 years like yeah. that's not that doesn't quite reach the level so it's sort of like whatever you want to do with chris paul like he's the story after after the game last night um one of the guys on espn said chris paul's the guy the key tim legler he said this like 30 times chris paul's the guy the key to this series and he just kept repeating over and over why chris paul was the guy and i was like oh my god we are just like this is it. This is, Chris Paul is the only thing people really have to, like, as a meaty story. But the problem is, is that they're talking about him as though he has always been beloved. And as though he has always been, like, oh, like, everybody's favorite point guard, Chris yes. Paul. Like, oh, we love him. He's He grinds it out. He's had so much bad luck before. But, like, here we go. It's his year. And I'm like, didn't everybody, like, do people it is like confusing. Chris Paul?
0: It is confusing. It's definitely confusing because Chris Paul... He, I, Hate is a strong word. I don't know if there are certainly people. Everybody has haters, right? That's oh, what man. Evan Turner taught haters. us. Jesus was hated too, <laughs> according to to Evan Turner. Um, but it, it there there was a dislike. There was a, a a Chris Paul was annoying to a lot of people. Certainly, like there was there there were there were plenty of reasons going all the way back to uh, those who follow college basketball closely might remember he punched Julius Hodge <laughs> in the nuts um, when when Chris Paul was at Wake Forest they were playing NC State uh, Tate believes that that was actually justified he's like no that made me like chris paul more because julius hodge deserved to be punching than us. but either way chris paul has had a reputation for being uh if at worst a dirty player at best like one of those guys that uh you know toes the line of what's acceptable and and is just kind of has a lot of shenanigans going on we'll put it like whether it's dirty or not he's like always like he's not a great sportsman the, I mean the there's an entire YouTube there.
1: category of Chris Paul flops.
0: Yes, Chris Paul flops. He, he he he's he's the king of like baiting you into something, and then the moment you do it, he draws the he he whines to the officials that you're doing it, whatever. Um and and that did not go unnoticed by NBA fans, by basketball fans. And 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 it's been talked about a lot and and discussing who Chris Paul is as a player, as as a way that he it, whether you're a fan of him or, or whatever and, and you're right it, we we have now reached a point where all of that is thrown out the window because we're looking at the bigger picture we're looking at how uh great of a basketball player chris paul has been which has never been in question at any point in his career how talented he is um we we we, we are appreciating the the full length of it we are appreciating uh that he's finally now has a chance to win his ring and and we are appreciating frankly like you said before that like this this finals this is a shakeup. There is no LeBron James. There is no Steph Curry. There is no even going back to the generation before that, the Kobe's and, and Tim Duncan's and um, whatever else. This 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 matchup is very much an anomaly in that sense. That that uh, we've arrived at the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis on Anthony obviously great, um, has won MVPs, but uh, he is he is not. I mean, like, frankly, he was a guy that like people thought choked in the in the playoffs, and like oh, yeah. the, the fact that he's in the finals is kind of surprising to a lot of people. And the Suns are, are as, as great as they were this year. I mean, for God's sakes, most people thought they're going to lose the Lakers in the first round. So, um, I think that's what it is. I think there's just like th- where there is a vacuum, we have to find something to put in there. And I think now the stars have aligned for everybody to jump on the bandwagon and say we want to see Chris Paul win this ring. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I also think, you know, in any other finals where either the Suns who've never won a championship and the Bucs have never won a championship. They're up against a team, so they become... The, like, any other finals that the Bucks are in, I think they're the story. I think mm-hmm. it's like, can this underdog team do it? And instead, it's become sons and four. You know, yes. like, it's a, like that to me is, is how it's sort of shaking out. And I think, you know, I started doing sports in 2016. Um, I have said this before. I didn't know who Kevin Durant was before I started doing sports, which is... A wild choice by the people who hired me But I'm very grateful Um, And so I feel like I really You know, I caught up very quickly Not to brag um, On like the current sports landscape But filling in those gaps There's still some things that I don't know I feel like I'm a 11 year old who has been following sports for the past five years very closely but Mm -hmm. before that i was six and i was too stupid to understand what things were so to me i see like i probably only became aware of chris paul as somebody for the state farm commercials and i was like this guy's kind of fun and then you know you watch him play and he goes to the thunder and he's kind of the elder statesman and then he goes to I mean, he's on the Rockets, but he has some bad luck, and then he's in the Thunder, and then and now at the Suns, it's sort of like this redemption story, and I'm like, oh, I I like Chris Paul, and I was watching the other day, and I, it suddenly occurred to me, I was like, wait a second, isn't there a reason people, like, I turned to the person next to me, yeah. and I was like, do people like Chris Paul? I was like, I don't, I feel like I, you know, I, if you were to just, like me, if you were an alien who has just dropped in the past few years, you'd be like, what a lovable guy, but like, I think Uh, that there's, he's, it's like the recipe of what we were talking about. It's like, what does it mean to be likable in sports? Does it mean that you have undergone hardship, that you've put the team on your back, that you have just stuck around long enough that people, if you stick around long enough and don't win anything, and you're not like a blatantly horrible person, I think people are going to start liking you.
0: Yes, yes. There comes a point where, uh us as fans put it on ourselves and we start looking in the mirror and we're like why do we hate this guy again right. like what 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 is it exactly that we hate and i think he he's a beneficiary of uh, all the shenanigans the word i used earlier which is i guess the best way to just kind of throw it all together the whining to the officials the flopping it's not a situation the yeah yeah. It's not yeah. bad
1: enough to be a situation, but it's, it's, shenanigans. it's shenanigans.
0: yes. The shenanigans, I think when Chris Paul is younger, when you're a younger athlete and you're pulling shenanigans, I think everyone thinks it's Bush <laughs> League. I think they think it's bullshit. I think yeah. it's, it's a turnoff to a lot of people. But as you become the older, savvier vet, it's gamesmanship. And it's like, look at him. Look at him, just like <laughs> the cerebral way he's going about this. Did you see the way he baited DeMarcus Cousins into – the the way he baited Patrick Beverly into shoving him into the back, but if Chris Paul's twenty five years old and doing that, you're like, I hate him. I hate right. like I hate I hate this guard. You know, I think there's there's a part of that too. Also, we should say that this country, uh, the the media in general, but I think fans as well. Um, the only thing that we love more than tearing someone down is pretending like we didn't play a role in tearing them down when they are on the come up for their redemption. That is the only, that is how it works. We, we shit all over somebody, we, we, we push them aside, we say, suck it. And when that person like finally has the gall to like come back or like go, come for their redemption, which it's not that bad because Chris Paul, again, he's not like, he's right. not a bad guy, but. Right in terms of like our thoughts of him as this redemption's happening and Chris Paul is making the finals, we all wash our hands of it. We all delete all of our tweets from 12 years ago when we're like, what a punk ass bitch Chris Paul is or whatever it is you said about him, you know, uh, and, Probably now, all sudden, that. Probably yeah, and that. now all of a sudden you're like, please basketball gods. The only thing I want is for Chris Paul to finally win a ring.
1: <laughs> it's like free Britney
0: yeah yeah everyone's everyone's
1: acting like they weren't watching her fall apart, being like oh what a mess and now like oh
0: (laughs) and lebron james lebron james is is the conservatorship no (laughs) no, i'm kidding
1: no lebron james is a conservative that is well their friendship actually before we get to that i have one i have charlotte wilder's sports like ability theorem okay to but Put out here on the table and it's that you you have to meet for three of these four criteria which is that you have to be in good funny commercials mm. you have to stick around for a long time you have to put a team on your back that hadn't won anything before and you have to all right maybe it's just three things <laughs> maybe it's just those three things but like think about it think about it think about, it. Think about it. or or be really really good to the point where people can't say you're not really good like yeah. there are are people who've gone on these redemption tours like alex rodriguez everybody yes. hated him yes. when he played baseball and or become a commentator who's like yes. more fun than you were when you played sports do you know what i mean yes. like you need some sort of turn but i do think that commercials and lasting commercials. a long time play yeah. a big part in that
0: that that's a great point uh, the, the, the how much Cl- does do we not actually like Chris Paul we just like Cliff Paul what if that's what it is <laughs> <Uncle Cliff. laughs> what if we don't actually like Chris Paul at all we just we like not. Cliff Paul uh, i i think another thing that really helped Chris Paul was if if you're a villain in the NBA which again i, I these are two strong words i don't remember no, Chris people Paul was being, like a
1: pest he was just really Yeah, he annoying. was
0: a pest. Exactly. He was not a villain, he was a yeah. pest. But um if you are of that ilk uh one thing that really helps as well is going up against an, an even bigger pest or villain and i think when when the rockets took the the warriors to seven games and then chris paul couldn't play in game seven because he, he got hurt because that's what like his that, that's another part of all this is that he his injury history yeah especially for big games um you, you start to sympathize and feel bad and want him to to finally get his chance uh when that happened, when when the Rockets still almost beat the Warriors with Kevin Durant, the, the one of the best teams in NBA history, mm-hmm. uh, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, they take him to seven games. They miss 436 three-point shots in a row and blow game <laughs> seven at home. Um, and Chris Paul had to sit on the bench and watch that whole time I think there was some small part of that that like something, some switch flip where people were like, damn, if Chris Paul would have played in that game, they're taking down the Warriors. And at that point, everybody hated the Warriors because right. Kevin Durant joined the Warriors and they were, they kind of ruined the NBA as I've done this rant many times on the show before. Uh, so I think that helped too. I think like that was at least my, that was my moment when I was watching this, where I started to cheer for Chris Paul moving forward. And then he goes to Oklahoma city and, um, and now he's on the side, like, we, you yes. know, he's bounced around. But but each time, even when he went to Oklahoma City, uh, and and now then he went to the Suns, both both times he entered those new teams, he did so with, the, there was like this, a discussion. the discussion around him wasn't that, okay, these teams just got a very valuable piece that's going to help them do X, Y, Z. The discussion was, like, we'll put him out the pasture, and as he's like, you know, as yes. he's as he's out the pasture, maybe he can teach the youngins a thing or two. And that was like all he'll do. So I think there's that part too, is that like people had already kind of put him out the pasture when he went to Phoenix and like it was this is a great opportunity for him to teach Devin Booker and, and DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges and all the young guys Phoenix have. And Chris Paul flipped out on its head and was like, No, kiss my ass. I'm not here to teach anybody anything other than how to to win and we're gonna go win the ship and that's what they're doing. So
1: Right, he's like, "Oh, do you like these combined 53 points and assists?" You know, like <laughs> but that but that also has become sort of the story, right? Where, you know, Devin Booker's like, "Oh, he, you know, he's a leader in the locker room." And then mm-hmm. the the and and I think that that's true, and I think that that's partly why people like him because it's like watching your dad win a championship yeah it's, oh, yeah. Tr- it's if, like it's if... like there's real paternal like look at this guy devin booker went to his camps when he was growing up like now you've got chris paul and like look at him be a general and you know they're breaking down the plays being like look at look at chris paul he doesn't like this shot so he goes here and devin booker knows to move over here so that he brings his man with him and chris paul has a shot it's like the son learned from the dad like yeah. it's the ultimate sports like you can watch this with your dads. So you guys have something to talk about. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that it's this gift of like a Greek, one of the, the themes of a Greek myth. It's like fathers and sons, you know,
0: he, he really is the most, uh, if you're picking like the dad, well, I, I mean, the guy's the, the president of the players association, maybe for a reason. Cause if you're picking right. like one person <laughs> in the NBA who has like a, a dad feel to him, it is <laughs> okay. Chris Paul, both in how he plays, how he carries himself. Um,
1: He's an actual dad. He has kids.
0: There you go. There, there's that as well. But it is, I, I think that plays into why he's so likable too. And, and, and as I said earlier, like his, his skill was never in question when people talked right. about him. Uh, we, we, he, he's been great forever. Um, but the way he, he plays the game of basketball is very old school. And as, as time passes and, and honestly, uh, I'm deciding whether I should go on a new rant. Cause I'm, I'm starting to feel myself go, but like the, 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 the there's an art to basketball. Part part of what I love about basketball is is it, it it is in a lot of ways an art form, and the ways of of which people go about playing the game is is beautiful. It's a beautiful game to me, Charlotte. Yeah. And and I think uh, the appeal of basketball is that Shaquille O'Neal can just be a a brute force drop. Do, do a drop step, dunk all over your face. And he was playing in the NBA Finals uh, one year against Allen Iverson, who was tiny and just crossing people over and shooting fadeaways and all that. And everything in between. There's a million different ways you can have success in basketball. And it feels like as time continues to pass, and and, and, and this the stats nerds get their hands on, on basketball teams, um, everything is being pushed in one direction, because Steph Curry taught us that three points are worth more than two, and that... You know, that that if you make shots from behind this line, it's more valuable. So it does feel like the art form is slowly eroding. And this is is a dramatic way of putting it, but I'm speaking in... broad terms for just to, you know, make my point here. It feels like the art form is eroding and 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 in, in replace of it has become like efficiency. And it's like, if we shoot from these spots and we do it this way. And with that, it feels like a lot of the players are becoming sort of the same. Like yeah. as great as Devin Booker is, is he that much different than like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell? And you know what I mean? Like a lot of these young guys are playing very similarly mm-hmm. when you go back in the day and it's like, I don't know. It's like there's a bunch of different ways to go about it, and you're like, "Wow, this is crazy." And my point is, Chris Paul plays, and and he he harkens back to that time where it's like, "This is an art form to me. I I know the game so well. I will. I don't mind shooting mid-range jump shots. I don't mind being a pass-first point guard if that's what it calls for. But I also don't mind scoring thirty points if that's what my team needs." Um, the way he goes about it is is a lost art, and it is a type of basketball that I think those of us who have been around for a long time watching the sport, which I'm I'm not. As as young as I, I wish I was, um, he he plays the style of basketball that in our minds, are our, our uh our, the the old heads in our minds we feel like it's dying, and there's some part of that too I think that plays into the Charlotte. I'm sorry if that was too long of a rant. No, no no uh, no
1: no no. I love that. I truly love that because I think for for me for someone who came to the sport later watching it, you know, you see the Ja Morants, you see the Trey Youngs, you see the Devin Booker's. And they're these slippery, sort of littler, skinnier guys who are sort of slithering all over the place, but also like mostly shooting threes. And then, and that's why I sort of, you know, I think I talked about this during the Knicks Hawks um series because you have sort of this like there was an element of brute force or of like defense or hard fouls or derrick rose just sort of taking mid-range jumpers and you felt Mm -hmm. like the hawks were surprised like they didn't Mm -hmm. know they're like oh we didn't sorry we didn't practice guarding this um Mm -hmm. and so when you see chris paul take the take the court with this like commanding dad you know they call him the general presence and then and he's like you go here you go here i'll do whatever i have to do like taking mid-range like i think that on the back of our t-shirts for this podcast it's gonna have to say normalize the mid-range jumper because mm. like but i think that that's what's that's what makes basketball so much fun to watch is these different styles and you're right yes. that that gets condensed and i think that you can argue that's happening and not to get too serious but like that's happening across A lot of different art forms like i think you you could say that happens across novels that people saw like oh okay this is the sort of beach read that people want so we're only going to publish these this is a sort of literary book that people want so we're only publishing these like this is the the kind of movie people want so we're only going to remake old movies from the 90s and put out marvel films you know like Mm -hmm. and because that's efficient and that makes money and i think that What you're saying about the way people play basketball is actually happening in a lot of different industries where creativity is valued. Like, you can also turn on TV. You can turn on a sports game, and I can tell you before they say it what every single commentator on a you know one of the on a studio show is gonna say before they say it because it's what they have to say the, the it's keys efficient. to the game yeah and it's Chris Paul Chris Paul's the key to the series and it's what people want to hear which I don't blame them for but it's what they expect so you give them what they want and you make money off of it and I think that there's a real art to zigging when people zag and I hope that we keep seeing more of that and I hope that maybe one of the things Chris Paul is teaching these kids who say you know Devin Booker his post-game presser was just like he's teaching us he's a leader and it's like right okay we get it i hope part of that is that he's teaching them you can play a different style and catch people off guard and it'll actually be more fun
0: yeah yeah i think you're yeah hopefully that would be great wouldn't that be Cause, great because that that yeah efficiency is the death of art is what you're saying yes if, is that a, is, is that a quote someone said that can we get no that?
1: i don't know i think you might have just like but, been philosophical
0: oh my god put that put that on like some like a cool nature picture and like in a cool font and then <laughs> you mean you an inspirational me. poster an inspirational poster that's what Mark i'm about to say yeah efficiency do, is I the mean, death I, of art <laughs> 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 oh man what
1: i think you're you're, you're like going for something. There's some saying that is out there, but I'd like that one better.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's... Uh, I, I, th- those are the feelings I have when I watch Chris Paul play, though, is, is, is exactly that, is that the basketball is like, ultimately, when I think like, I, I look in, internally and I think about what it is that draws me to this game, it is that sort of thing. It, it is... Um, and, and, I, and I think that's like a... It's interesting because I do find a lot of people I know that love basketball. I talk to them about like the NBA and, and even college, is, this is happening, and it feels like there's... This is anecdotal, but it does feel like people are kind of bored with the product, whatever the product is. And I don't know if that says more about what basketballs become. It says more about us as as a society. Maybe we have more options. Maybe people are like, I have too much ADD now. I can't like sit down and watch a game. I want to be on my phone. I I don't know. But um my my theory is that we basketball used to be played in the 80s and 90s and not to, not to go like it was better back then but it's definitely different and what made it different was that there was no consensus there was no this is the way to win this is how it's done uh, a lot of people thought a lot of different things and he threw a lot of ideas and over time we have slowly figured out which ideas have won out and which ones haven't and we've like streamlined it and everyone goes here and Chris Paul is has stayed true to who he is which is like just making fundamental plays not turning the ball over like not trying to dunk on people I don't even know if he can dunk um, which isn't actually, actually true I did see a video of him recently like in a warm up line dunking but uh, he, he, he's not playing that he's not trying to be John Morant he's not he, he can make threes but he, that's not his bread and butter that's not what he's doing um, and, and he's not like assist hunting in, in a way that's like a stat padding type thing he's like i don't know he he just very clearly always makes the best play and i think having watching that for 16 years uh as you start looking around the landscape of the nba the players now are better than they have ever been there's no question about that the the players in the nba are better than they have ever been but you could argue too that the players are more homogenized than they have ever been and that everyone's kind of similar to to and chris paul is not and i think that's what makes him fun and i think that's why we're all cheering for him i could be wrong but that's no, how I, I see it. So
1: no, I I totally I totally love that, and I and I feel like there's this sort of you know when you watch games from the eighties and nineties, like there's this sort of like slop, not sloppiness, but it's like. People trying to make the smart play and failing because other people caught them off guard and now it's like you put everything into an excel sheet enough times and it comes out with a certain answer and enough guys are like everyone's definitely more skilled you know but like I do think I love the difference. And I love, and I think, you know, that's what we've talked about a lot on this show of trying to do, of being like, is there, is it possible that there is a way to talk about sports in a way that people haven't found? And I think sometimes that's why we sound absolutely insane. Yeah. But also, it's because we're
0: out there, we're out there on the basketball court shooting hook shots from the free throw line. <laughs> we're <laughs> like, no one else does this. We could try this. Maybe this I'm works. Like, actually, <laughs> if you do
1: it underhand, it is more efficient. You know, like, it, I don't know. It's just sort of, a, and 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 i think that that's really enjoyable and chris paul has he's he's just stuck around long enough and done it in a way that like and i also well, think that when you when you think about highlights right where kids today are doing things for the highlights like there's this whole instagram community where People, it's almost like, do you care more about the individual stats or the individual highlights or that individual video for your social platform than you do of not turning the ball over and, you know, shooting a boring shot, but it's going to go in. And it's like team versus individual in a way that it feels like Chris Paul is a very individual guy, but he's always got the team team win in mind. Yes.
0: Yes, that that's always been his mindset, and again, that is refreshing for for older people. Because I do find that like the people that are super excited about the idea of Chris Paul winning a title, they tend to skew a little older. It's it's yeah. it's like I, I I doubt there are many like fifteen year olds out there that are like, oh, this is sick, man, Chris right. Paul. You know, there probably aren't a ton of like younger Chris Paul fans. Right. Um, and I wonder if that's why. I wonder if it's because he plays a brand of basketball that those of us that are a little older. I also are think, like, it's man, this a- is. And he's probably... That's just... He's our age. He's relate right.
1: It's like, oh, maybe if Chris Pong can still play basketball, I can go for a run without having to ice my foot for five days. (laughs) You you know? It's like,
0: oh, okay. But it is interesting uh, how he has become likable. The arc of of his likability, we'll say. um, Because I think we should make this point too Chris Paul has not changed that's the other part is that like a lot of redemption arcs it's like a guy oh yes. I was a shithead when I was a kid you know I learned as I got older I'm not like Chris Paul has kind of been the same guy he was getting into it with DeMarcus Cousins like it, it, it was he's, he's already gotten into it with DeMarcus Cousins before but he was flopping with DeMarcus Cousins yes. this happened against the Clippers in the last round um, I just
1: watched that video and I was like oh my god and DeMarcus Cousins was shaking his head at Chris Paul in the exact same way he did like a way, few yeah. days ago and i was like haven't we seen this
0: already he he, last year in the bubble (laughs) you might remember when they were playing the uh the rockets and it's going to game seven and chris paul like just at all times is in the ref's ear complaining (laughs) about something and like whoever he is he has been that guy forever and it's just one of those deals where it's like has chris paul changed or have we changed and i feel like it's we've changed which by the way i love i love that that little idea of like, if, if, if like we do this podcast and, and six years from now, people are yeah. like, I don't like this show, like it's kind of changed. We just flip it on them and we're like, we haven't changed, you've changed.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> you know how people used to write in your yearbook, you know, like hags, have a great summer, like L A L A S love you like a sister. And they would also put like, never change.
0: never change. I got a lot <laughs> yeah. in
1: my yearbook, I, I, I found it when I was at my parents' house, when I was home in Maine. And, and a lot of it was like, never change. And I was like, so the thing about, I like wanted to, I, I almost wanted to call up the people who'd written that in my yearbook and be like, look, I tried, I can't like, I, I real, I tried very, very hard to change. But you're in luck it didn't work so i feel yeah. like you know and and i i do respect that that's why that that we've come around to chris paul or that he's lasted long enough for us to be able to come around to him yeah. and yeah. he's like no i'm i've been consistent yeah. this whole time yeah
0: anybody that's trying to make an argument that uh they like chris paul now because he's matured because he's you're, you're full of shit. i just want to watch him dive in that
1: last series like <laughs> yeah. are you kidding me he like he got he got like tapped on the shoulder and he did this he should be in Cirque du Soleil, honestly. Yes. Like he, the, yes. the acrobatics that he does, I was like, he's gonna flop and hurt his neck again.
0: Yeah. Yes. And and if you think that the reason you like him now is because he's changed, you're wrong. Right. So uh, <laughs> maybe revisit why you hated him. I don't know. It's it's all it's all just so fascinating, uh, which is why I want to discuss other athletes yes. in the world of sports that you believe have a chance because i when we watch what's happening with chris paul where everyone is he's almost got a hundred percent approval rate i feel like if you're not a milwaukee fan you're probably cheering for the suns to win this thing yeah. because of him um could this happen to other athletes charlotte are there other people out there who could who could get this treatment now we should say chris paul again was not hated all the way he was more of a pest as you said than a villain so maybe that plays into it that like if on the spectrum he wasn't that far to where he was irredeemable in people's eyes but um no that's where my mind goes is like is is there someone else out there that we could uh we could see this happen to as as more time passes we find ourselves actually cheering for a guy we never thought we'd cheer for
1: totally and i and i love what we're going to do is a list of you know our top five people that we would either like to see this happen to or think it would be... For mine is sort of a... Mic, mine, mine is a list of... No one on here is, you know, like convicted of a horrible crime or violence or something on my list. You know, it's like people all who of, that's are... That's funny.
0: All, my whole list is, is... I have OJ at number one.
1: Dear um. <laughs> God. <laughs> so that, be if,
0: but, it'll be but, interesting. It'll be interesting how it shakes out But the people on my <laughs> list
1: are like not liked at all. And to me, it's because yeah. I think it would be... It, The thought of these people in 10 years suddenly people really rooting for them is hilarious to me i do want to say too though um this finals is ostensibly long and at some point on the next show i want to talk about lebron and chris paul's friendship and relationship because i'm sure chris paul will come up again and i want to save that for next time because i have some funny thoughts about it um but i do think there's some people that this has already happened to as i mentioned a rod i think tanya harding got this treatment a lot but it yeah, happened I got the
0: movie made but i also that think that her. that's
1: sort of it's it's more common to see people get redemption stories once they've retired and stopped playing and can kind of tell their side of the story do you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. so to have this happen while they're playing um that's what i made my list you know what, based the, on.
0: You know what the greatest redemption story in all sports is no uh joe buck <laughs> joe buck being like a, a guy that everybody hated the guy that like no one and then right around 2016 joe joe come on the show for god's sake we gotta gonna talk say, about Mark, this.
1: He, it's too obvious joe you gotta I stop am, making
0: <laughs> i am a joe buck historian i know i know the moment in time that everything flipped on its head and joe buck became likable and it became like everyone's favorite and if you're listening to this and you're like titus you're wrong joe buck's not my favorite hey shut up you're wrong. you're wrong. In fact, you're the one who's wrong. Uh, Joe Buck's the best. But Joe no, Buck's uh, my favorite. In all seriousness, I I remember Joe Buck. I I hated Joe Buck. I would tell it like <gasps> if Joe Buck was on the show. I'd be like, dude, I remember when I the, I mean, he's talked about it at nauseum because I listen to every interview the guy does about the Randy Moss call <laughs> when Randy right. Moss fake mooned. I'm telling you, I'm a Joe Buck historian. <laughs> when he fake mooned the the uh, the Packers fans and and Joe lost his mind and, and he's talked about this before and and people hated him for that and I hated him too because he's a Cardinals guy obviously and I'm mm-hmm. a Cubs fan and he mm-hmm. you know, like that that would get annoying. But now he's awesome and, and what happened, I remember what happened is twenty sixteen is what started it, and things started mm-hmm. to flip and some he made some maneuvers and now everybody loves the guy. So Joe, there you but go. come There's
1: on my, the podcast and talk about what it's like to be loved after you were hated. Yes,
0: yes. Please, for the love of God. You know um, what's awful
1: are, is that I'm gonna go the other way. Like for the most you part, hate Joe I would no 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 oh. about my, my <laughs> Jesus, come on. Don't even can we cut that out don't even <laughs> put God. that out to the universe we need this man to appear on our podcast um no i i feel like for most of my career i mean there are definitely people who don't like me and i've set, had some online ups where it's become very clear who exactly does not like me but for the most part my experience online is fairly pleasant and in like six years i'm gonna be a villain
0: mm-hmm. but that's when you say i haven't changed you've just changed to all the people that hate you that's true that's what you say to them. And then they're a few like, oh, my people, God. A few
1: people are like, I don't like your shtick. And I want to just say the yearbook thing to them. I'm like, buddy, I come, like trust me. It's not a shtick. <laughs> I wish it were a shtick. <laughs> uh, anyway, wh- who's, who's number one? Uh, five. five. Let's start from five. Right. Who's number five on I'm, your I'm list? I'm
0: mate? going first. Mm-hmm. You, okay, I'm glad I'm going first because uh, I, we're, I'm just going to blow the doors off of this thing out of the gate. This is going to blow your wait. mind that I'm going to say this. And I can't okay. believe I'm saying this into a microphone, but uh, I'm going to say it anyway. Jose Altuve is number five on my list. And uh, the reason this is shocking for me to say is because I hate the Houston Astros just as much as any, I, I can't imagine anybody is more upset about this. LeBron is upset. We remember LeBron's tweet that Rob Manfred would not take away the hashtag. Just my thoughts as a sports junkie, regardless <laughs> of the own sport I play. Um, I'm, I'm right up there. I hate the Astros for cheating. I, I I think they should have their world series taken away, but Charlotte, this blew my mind because uh I don't know i i i I I wanted to to point this out um i I was researching this list and as i was trying to put stuff together i was wondering like who's the most hated person in baseball that could that could be redeemed i was like it's got to be somebody on the astros so i started like researching the astros scandal again and Uh reminding myself like who played what part etc etc and i found now i don't i'm not someone who just because i read it i believe it now having said that babe ruth
1: you 100 percent are that person are you kidding me if it's written down on the internet mark's like i can't believe babe ruth murdered his wife <laughs> and then you read something else so, that says he didn't and you're like sorry never mind i got
0: i got babe ruth wife murdered is that is that what we're gonna call it i got like the same thing that happened there got happened babe with i got babe ruth because i read about i read about this theory that jose altuve actually played almost zero part in the cheating. And actually Jose Altuve is innocent.
1: The guy and, with the with the buzzer on his?
0: Well, listen to me, I'm gonna make a case no, for you okay. because this is, right. this was the okay. case. Yeah. Uh, the, someone went through and tracked all of the times that the trash can was being hit. And Jose, <laughs> I swear to God.
1: I just, hold on one second. Every single time the Astros cheating, we need to acknowledge the fact that it was absolutely brilliant. That they yeah. used a trash can. Sorry, trash can. continue.
0: Um, and they said that Jose Altuve actually didn't like the trash can because uh, he, he, it was it was distracting to him. And if you if someone crunched the numbers, they said Jose Altuve had like the lowest trash can hit, hit rate of at-bat. Like like the Astros did not bang the trash can when he was up to bat because he hated it. He would look at him and be like, please stop doing this um, because it distracted him. He was like, I'm already a great player. I don't need this shit. Like I can see the ball coming. I don't need your help. Please stop. The, thing, the most damning piece of evidence was when he's coming home from third base and he's holding a shirt and he's saying, I have a piece on, is what people think he's saying. And he's like, don't, don't rip my shirt off. You're going to be able to see my buzzer, all that kind of stuff. So what apparently happened, and again, this is according to one theory, is that he is saying camisa, which is T-shirt in Spanish. He's from Venezuela, so he speaks Spanish. Oh. And he's saying, no, 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 don't, like, no camisa, no camisa, do not rip off my shirt. And the reason he's saying this is because the Astros have a history of doing that. Like, if guys hit walk-offs, they'll just, like, run up and, like, just mess up your hair, take off your hat, rip your shirt off. Like, they just make a whole scene of the whole thing. And he was saying, please don't do that. Like, I don't want you to rip my shirt off. And he was saying Camisa. So there's there there was that. There was also like Carlos Correa. I found a video of him saying that Jose Altuve didn't cheat, like he didn't want any part of the whole thing. So okay. now like my brain is turning and I'm thinking to myself, we're gonna get like a five like a five-year article yeah. on the five year anniversary of the Astros cheating scandal. We're gonna get some article that like revisits it where someone makes the case that Jose Altuve is has been wrongfully accused in all of this. You should actually like the guy. And then suddenly, everyone's going to cheer for Jose Altuve to win a World Series without the Astros. He can't do it with the Astros. I, He's yeah. got to be like traded away. But like Jose Altuve's on, I don't know. Pick a team. Jose Altuve is going to be
1: on the Cubs.
0: He's on the Cubs, and
1: people are going to want him to win. I was going to say he can't do it with the Astros. I'll go a step mm-hmm. further than Mark. First of all, you've now convinced me. Um, yeah. I believe you. Uh, and we should have. We shouldn't wait five years. We should try to get Jose Altuve on this podcast on and defend himself right now.
0: Jose, if if you didn't do it, you would come on the show and say. <laughs>
1: yeah, if you if you if if you don't come on the show, you did it.
0: Yeah, exactly. There you go. It's that easy. It's that. Carlos <laughs> Correa
1: also is definitely the villain in this situation. Oh yeah, he's like yeah. I'm proud of it. Yeah, he was like you know whatever, and it's like yeah. okay, I'm with you. I think Altuve is adorable also, and we just need more pictures of him standing next to tall men.
0: There you go. So I think, I think there's a path back for Jose okay. Altuve, believe it or not. So all right. I put him at number five. But it's, it's just a it. long road back, so that's why oh, he's at yeah. number five. It's, a, it's okay. a long road. All right.
1: Okay. Um, my people are all people who I think it's nearly impossible. So if it happens, it'll be incredible. My number five is Kyle Busch uh, oh. in NASCAR because he is probably the most hated driver, but he's also extremely good. I mean, he trolls people. He'll get into it on Twitter. He, you know, does these sort of gestures after he wins, like the maybe not the suck it gesture, but like something close to it. And mm-hmm. he's always sort of, you know, needling guys on the on the course. And um, you know, the the most likable thing about him to the mass public is probably that he's rep by M and M's. I mean, you know, he wears like a bunch of candy mm-hmm. on his suit. It's hard mm-hmm. to dislike a guy who does that, and that's he true. does that. You know, that's like, a good
0: point that's a good point that's a smart brand move for him too to have like the to have imminent because if he was sponsored by budweiser or something they'd be like oh, a little obviously. easier to hate him yeah or bush yeah. beer yeah. you know yeah, they'd yeah. be like
1: two on the nose yeah. um but he's like the m&ms guy and people still hate him and but to me if you think about it like dale earnhardt senior mm-hmm. was kind of hated no one really liked him that much before he i mean he had his fans Ugh. but like he what he went from villain to hero a little bit
0: yeah, he, sort yeah of show, I, I, he was
1: more I, badass than kyle bush because he like made his own car and just showed up and did it but i think for kyle bush to be liked again he would just need to last longer than anyone ever and be in m&m commercials and i think there's a path forward for him
0: yeah yeah okay all right I, I i a lot of people might disagree with the Earnhardt thing but you know i i didn't like Earnhardt per se i thought he was really good but i was a jeff gordon guy so that's what uh, i mean yeah, but then
1: you know people hated
0: Jeff Gordon too. I don't know NASCAR is weird. The fandoms are weird. With 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 who's I just think that Kyle Busch
1: is like the most consensus not liked guy, and he does yeah. have his fans. He has people who are like, who cares what the haters say? Like he's great. Right. But I think for the general NASCAR loving public to like him, it would take the longest career the most career wins and then like a redemption tour and a bunch of m&m commercials
0: i think kyle bush is more similar to tony stewart in terms of like how much people hate and then tony stewart's redemption tour yikes Yikes. we'll just say that
1: didn't yeah
0: yikes maybe the Um,
1: comparison hopefully ends there
0: yikes uh yeah. but yeah i i i'm with you we're gonna maybe we look up in a few years and we're like what is what is he really guilty of so what yeah. he speaks his mind are we gonna kill we him for changed. that he yeah, didn't. yeah 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 i like it that's a good pick uh number four for me i'm sticking to the sport of basketball i think if chris paul wins his ring uh all of our attention goes to this next guy in terms of like i i i can't believe i'm saying this but i want him to win a ring he's basically chris paul in terms of how great he is! The flopping, the 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 shenanigans, all of that. His name is James Harden, and he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, I think he he is next on the list in terms of uh, getting the Chris Paul treatment by the NBA people. That okay. that. For, for a very long time, people have been cheering against James Harden. A lot of people hate the way he plays. A lot of people hate how he draws fouls. A lot of people – the, the one difference between Harden and Paul, I will say, is that Chris Paul is uh, – part of why people don't like him um, is he is very demanding of his teammates, and he uh, he's, he's never really won anything to speak of, and yet he's in a locker room like saying we have to do it this way, and he's yelling at teammates and whatever. James Harden is not demanding of teammates. Yeah. He's not even demanding of himself. Uh, so that's a little different. But um, no, I, I see a world like James Harden's on the Brooklyn Nets. I doubt people are really going to cheer for the Nets to win a title as long as they have Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant. Um, but I do envision a world where James Harden is older and he's not on the Nets anymore. The Nets have broken up and he, he's maybe the one guy that's stuck with the Nets or something where... We're cheering for him to if he's already won a ring with the nets and and kevin durant and all that we're cheering for him to quote unquote win a real one now yeah win one where he's the guy or whatever it is um i i think we're close to that because we were kind of getting that way it was sort of getting close to that in houston with james harden he did himself no favors with how he got out of houston and went to brooklyn but i do think in the end he's going to be likable and there's going to be a way that that people are going to cheer for him but We're not there yet. We're definitely not there yet. (laughs) If he'd
1: stayed in Houston, I think we would have been there already. Yeah. If he'd stayed in Houston, I think people would be like, you know, but I do agree. I also think that he's just sort of a soft-spoken guy. So from a, like, personality standpoint, except for everything with Houston, people are going to forget about that and just sort of be like, yeah, why don't we, like, I guess... And, but then, you know, I think that there's a narrative where it's like, well, of course he wanted out of Houston, you know, like he wanted yeah. to win, you know, like, that's
0: what I mean. Maybe, yeah. maybe more time passes and you're like, wow, that Houston situation was a disaster. I, I don't exactly. blame James for wanting out you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. And I could see that. I could 100% see that, percent see that happening. And he's also just like the beard, I think, carries a lot of weight for him.
0: Mm-hmm, literally. Like, I
1: think that beard will, <laughs> <laughs> that beard will take him far. Um, I like that one. Okay. Um, my next one is Baker Mayfield.
0: Whoa. Interesting. Because
1: he is the, he is, when you were talking about the Chris Paul who is kind of a pest or annoying or, you know, people, he rubs people the wrong way, but like mm-hmm. he is, um, You know, and he hasn't won anything, and he's been on some, you know, he's been on the Browns, but like he took them to the AFC Championship, and he's making a name for himself, and he's in a bunch of commercials that Mm -hmm. now people like him because of how he acts in these commercials.
0: Yes. And so he's
1: sort of starting on the Chris Paul Redemption Tour like 10 years earlier than Chris Paul did. And I think that if he gets farther enough in his career where he goes to like seven more AFC Championships without ever winning, People are going to like, he could go to the Colts and people are going to be like, We really want Baker to finally yeah. get a ring. Or he doesn't have to go he, to the
0: Colts. He well, could stay gonna, at the Browns. Yeah.
1: Or, yeah, exactly. He could stay at the Browns or he wins for the Browns. And then even people who aren't Browns fans are like, we have to give it to him because he did the impossible. Yeah. It would be like Julius Randle getting the Knicks a ring. You know, it's like, yeah. oh my God, like this guy that we sort of counted out for a bunch of years has has finally done it and like he put his time in and that can, that his redemption arc is a lot because, you know, he, people think he talks back or he's too brash or the whole Ohio State flag thing. Oh, thank, I mean, I'm glad
0: you brought that up. Thank you. You
1: know, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. flag
0: day watching watching uh watching all the Celtics people pretend that Kyrie's stomping on the Celtics was was I was like dude will you, will you guys please show that like I, I had to watch Baker Bayfield like take a flag and wave it in our faces <laughs> Like Kyrie right, like, was at least <laughs> kind of subtle about it, where he was like, you know, looking the other way. He kind of like threw his foot down really was quick. like a little
1: kid who thinks you're not noticing. Every... Yeah. Yeah. Bigger yeah, so was yeah. like,
0: suck my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. So he has like, but it's pesty. You know, it's yeah. not like he's not playing dirty, really. He's not like, I don't know. So I think that he, I could see a That's... very clear path forward for him. And I think he might already be on it.
0: That's a great pick. In fact, uh, the only problem I have with that pick is that it's not high enough because I have Baker Mayfield at number three on my list.
1: Oh, not at number four. Look um, at you. For all the reasons you pointed <laughs>
0: out, I don't I don't think he has to switch teams. I think he's with the Browns. I think his I think the way a- America rallies behind Baker is he keeps doing the commercials. Yeah. Um he, But you agree. He, you agree that commercials are a big
1: agree. part of this.
0: I definitely agree. He's also very likable on social media. Like he'll he's he, he he's, he's always been kind of likable too. I should say that. Like even the, the flag thing in retrospect as an Ohio State fan, I'm like. I
1: was always into that to be honest, that's kind of, but I'm not Ohio State.
0: So he's, he's he's been uh, unapologetically him. I think one of the issues with him starting out of his NFL career was that he was drafted to the Browns, not just because the Browns are lol the Browns, but because he was following in the footsteps of Johnny Manziel, and there was the obvious parallel of is Baker Mayfield the next Johnny Manziel? He's not. He's he's actually very good at football. He's yes. not quite as far on the like out of his mind spectrum that manzel seemed to be yeah. um so i th- I think baker is he, he's sort of figuring it out to where he's he's a he's a decent enough quarter i don't think he's a super duper star but he, he's my perspective i think he's good enough to win a super bowl i think if you put yeah. enough he's you know he, he's, he's he's above that threshold of like how good you have to be if you can put enough guys around him to win Once a super Tom bowl Tom
1: brady retires baker mayfield <laughs> could win a super bowl
0: exactly so i think i think the situation is fast forward like eight or nine years baker mayfield is how old at that point i don't know mid-30s and he's been to like one afc championship is all the browns are still the browns they're still like good but they're like god why do they always choke they can't get it done now all of a sudden you look up baker mayfield back in the afc championship and everybody's rallying around him as he's about to to play god do the damn thing they're they're playing the jaguars in the afc championship or something (laughs) um yeah and everyone's like i want the browns to win this because i think baker it's been fun watching him and he deserves a ring yeah so there you
1: go i'm totally with you yeah who's your number three my number three is patrick reed
0: oh interesting
1: because i can't think of an athlete in any sport who's disliked more just for being who he is than patrick Hmm. reed
0: yeah and Not
1: you know on the on the scale once again of like you know without being a horrible person who's done horrible things to women or something like like from what I understand Patrick I googled this I look up I looked it up he seems like it seems like he's just obnoxious and unlikable and who's his favorite is Imagine Dragons his favorite band is that you see that guy like there's nothing likable about this guy.
0: That is not a, that is not a, <laughs> that is not a harmless That's thing. That's a
1: serious offense. Um, I just don't, I honestly don't see a world in which Patrick Reed has a path forward. Like, people hate when people don't talk to their families, and Patrick Reed's wife came between him and his family, and he took, he didn't, like, it just, I would have, he would have to... We wouldn't have to change. Patrick Reed would have to change for people to like yes. Patrick yes. Reed. And so yes. I'm very interested. I would love... I can't even imagine a world in which he has this path forward. So that's why he's my number three pick, because I just don't... I'm, like, having trouble. Maybe he just wins a ton, and people are begrudgingly like, okay, I guess I like it.
0: Yeah, I I... I'm having a hard time with this one, only because of what you said. Like we have to, it's not a it's not a case of us changing. He has to be the one to change because the guy is is so. The the only thing I can imagine that that doesn't require him just like fundamentally changing how he goes about his affairs and his public perception, and all that, is isn't he great at the uh, Ryder Cup? Isn't that like part yes. of his thing that he's like a he's yes almost Captain America? Yes, maybe he just like continues to just chip away at the, Like he just keeps representing america at a level that's that we've never seen before we're like we just get to a point where we're like at least those of us in america we're just like i I can't deny it anymore i love how much glory this guy brings to the country that's true
1: maybe that's that's it or i don't know he could go the a-rod route
0: Good he call. could he
1: could become a commentator and suddenly he's like actually funny and sort of charming and people are yeah. like where was this the whole time?
0: A Rod, uh, I would say another the the, the original A Rod may be John McEnroe with yeah. tennis. Yes, that he was hated as a yes. tennis player. Yes, there, there was no a world commentator. in which
1: you thought yeah. John McEnroe. Ma- see,
0: and now he's everyone's favorite commentator. I love John McEnroe calling tennis. Yeah, interesting. Maybe that's he was the great in Patrick that Mindy Creed.
1: Kaling Netflix show.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. There you All right, go. I like that. Uh, my number two, also in the world of golf. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess, Charlotte. I know. If who you it had is. to guess, I know who it is. It's Bryson DeChambeau. It is Bryson DeChambeau because uh, you want to talk about like what, trying to think of reasons we actually hate this guy. Like th- th- this dude is the corniest dude on earth, but who's who's that hurting really right who's i guess his caddy, besides his caddy. Brooks. yeah besides brooks <laughs> and his caddy who quit on him um <laughs> uh. i i uh i i don't know how it's gonna happen for bryson dechambeau but i want to see it happen so bad i want him to be at augusta national and he's never won the masters and that that's a talking point and uh, you know, he, he he famously said that that Augusta was playing at like a par, what did he say, 66, whatever yeah. it was, and it's yeah. like five over. I forget the numbers, but like he, he had such the bravado about him. Um, fast forward however many years, and Bryson cannot unlock Augusta. He can't figure it out, and and we're all looking around, and we're like, you know what, it would be pretty cool. If, it like, would like be great. You, you wake up on, on Sunday morning, and Bryson's in second place, and he's on the final grouping at Augusta, and you're like, all right. It'd be cool if he finally <laughs> figures this place out and wins one. I can't I, deny uh, it.
1: I love that. I love that. You know, you know who had a major redemption tour is Tiger Woods.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: talk about that. That's why. I mean, not the, he's a complicated one, but um, I think that. I love the Bryson one. I also want a super cut of every time you said Bryson DeChambeau on oh, this podcast. Same.
0: same. I had to. Bryson had to make an appearance. Uh, he, he, the best finish he's ever had at Augusta is tied for 21st in 2016. And I think Augusta... <laughs> he's you been can,
1: playing golf that long?
0: You can... Yeah. <laughs> well, you think he just like showed up and
1: yeah.
0: a couple I years didn't. ago?
1: Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs>
0: He was just a guy that was like pounding waste in the gym and was like, That's I could do I that. That's what I
1: think of him. He's like, yeah, maybe I'll play like golf. A,
0: like if Ryan Rusillo just started right now, he's like,
1: literally f- how I feel about Bryce. Screw Bryson. it.
0: I'll win the U.S. Open. I don't care. I could do it. How hard could it be?
1: There's probably a soundbite <laughs> of Rusillo saying that somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Um,. Okay, that's a great one. Uh, surprise, that's not your number one, to be honest. Uh, my number two is Brad Marchand of the Boston Celt- uh, Celtics, Boston Bruins. Okay. Um, because there is no one who is more hated in hockey unless you are a Bruins fan. And this is another sort of troll pick because I actually don't know that this is possible. Um, but if, if you go to his Wikipedia page, um, there's a whole section on um, playing style and criticism. He is an extremely dirty player. Like he he hurts other guys, he gets fined for it. Um and this is <laughs> So here's a sentence. Ready? <clears throat> the following month, Marchand was fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the collective bargaining agreement, for cross-checking Flyers defenseman Andrew McDonald, making the third time, marking the third time Marchand faced supplemental discipline in the 2017-2018 NHL season, and the sixth time he's been fined for his behavior in the NHL. Okay. New sentence. Mm. Marchand was also involved in two separate but similar incidents in which he would kiss or lick the neck or face of other players during play.
0: What?
1: Now, that to me, yeah, there's this clip of him. He literally, he just, like, licks this guy's face and he, like, kissed someone's neck. And that to me is so funny that the minute he did that, I was like, all the dirty, pl- like, I'm a Bruins fan, obviously. Like Lance fan, Stevenson obviously.
0: blowing in LeBron's face? Like, that sort yeah, he, Like that's Yeah, he, the he idea. like, licked
1: his face. <sighs> And to me, like if Marshawn were to stop doing anything dirty or sketchy right now, like cut it out for the rest of his career, but occasionally like lick someone's face every once in a while. (laughs) I think that that is like, I think America falls in love with that guy. They're like, look, he's changed. He's no longer tripping guys. He's no longer doing dirty hits. Like he's just like that. That to me is the funniest possible way to troll someone is you just go up and like kiss their neck playing hockey
0: what's the lick threshold that's it's it's no longer concerning it's funny it's like if he's, he's five licking licks in five licks okay you get five licks a season brad you can't and you do six like, licks it's like oh come on this is maybe weird. three is- maybe three
1: <laughs> but t- come on like him like a guy like that being redeemed is so difficult and yet i do yeah. see a path forward
0: all right that's <laughs> the, I'm, I'm sold If if yeah <laughs> Hockey's god. a weird sport, man. Like Hockey's
1: they, real weird. And,
0: and, and I can't hockey, explain
1: icing, but I can give you, you a you detailed explain, history of Brad yeah. Brad <laughs> licking people's faces.
0: That's a good one. Uh, my number one. I hope you're sitting down for this, and you are because I can see you on camera here. Uh, yeah. This is this is this is one of the boldest things I've ever done on this show. Oh my show, god! But, uh, oh my god! I'm gonna say it anyway. My number one is not Chris Paul. It is someone in the Paul family, though. It is named. His name <gasps> is Logan Paul. Oh. <laughs>
1: You you know that scene in Old School we get, where he gets a dart in the neck and falls into the pool and as he's getting trained, he goes, you're crazy, you're crazy
0: man. man.
1: You're crazy, man.
0: What if, just hear me out. What if Logan no. Paul is actually... Action- <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> what if, not. What if Logan Paul is and you go, no, 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 no. no. I'm going to stop no, it no, right no. there. No, no, no. Go,
1: go, go. Tell me. Um,
0: what if he... I, don't, <laughs> I just think th- this would be the most insane story. And it, that, that, it, this would absolutely blow my mind. If, like, Logan Paul, number one, turns out to be, like, an actually great boxer, which is th- highly unlikely, but, you know. Possible. Possible. And number two, somehow, like, salvages it. Where, like, instead of – I mean, I mean, Floyd Mayweather is not a great guy. You know, and, and, and Logan Paul called him out. We're like, what if that becomes his brand? Where he just, like, he starts fighting – like he, he's he's the guy that that fights the guys that no one likes. Well the problem know? is
1: he no one likes him. No one likes so him, but that's what I'm saying. <Instrumental> but no, no but, but,
0: but, <sniffs> that's what I'm saying about Chris Paul where it's like you got to find the bigger villain. And okay. then now all of a sudden his brand is I beat you think you hate me? Well I know how much you hate that guy. Watch what I do to him. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. beats him. And he starts stacking these up and he's win after win. And then suddenly you look up and 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 he stops doing exhibitions. He's doing like real life fights. And suddenly Logan Paul is the best boxer (laughs) no (laughs) no he's like he's like a decent boxer okay
1: okay i actually do i here here's how this works he has to he has to go on an accountability tour because the new thing is that you don't get canceled you get held accountable Mm. and if you if you apologize for your past mistakes and make a concerted effort to be better and make promises and then follow through on that people yes. are like okay we will accept your apology and and mm-hmm. give you the benefit of the doubt and thinking maybe it is possible that you have changed and if you don't screw up again or do something shitty again we'll let you we'll yes. let you be redeemed which which is kind of all you can do because you, you can't can not like people aren't going away if you if you just say you're done forever then they lean into being worse right. but if you say hey there's a path forward so if Logan Paul like does the whole accountability thing and then just calls out and starts boxing people who are even worse like oh my god oh my god it's possible
0: there's a path that's all i'm saying and i'm saying it would be very unlikely that that america rallies behind this guy um, but that's why he's number one. That's why he's, he's number one on my list, because that would be absolutely insane. And I think that is, if you're looking at a redemption tour, because it, it's, it's also two-pronged. It's not just, like, who he is as a person. It's who he is as a boxer as well, because, like, that's annoying to people. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. the fact that you're doing pay-per-views and you're, like, undermining this sport that a lot of people love. And, and they think that there's, like, a romance and an integrity to yes. how you have yes. to become a a prize fighter, all that and you, you just you just skipped in front of the line and said i'm gonna fight Lo- floyd mayweather um but what if it turns out he, he does take it super seriously and he actually like puts in his he pays his dues somehow yeah. and the boxing community is like you know i shit on this kid out of the gate but i gotta be honest he's not a bad fighter and he paid his dues and this that it's hard Charlotte. it's going to be a very hard path for him But i think the path is there
1: it's gonna be very hard especially because he has done i'm pretty sure it's him and not his brother he's done like bad things to women and it's like okay Mm -hmm. that to me that's where i start being like Mm -hmm. you know you're done forever but you know if someone's gonna keep on existing and they find a way to you know like start a charity Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. be better it's like i'm probably never gonna like the guy but i might give him as much as to say, like, okay, at least you're trying, or at but, least you're and doing. And again, what and if it's him
0: versus a guy who's done even worse things? I to know,
1: him. <laughs> I know. And he just keeps he and like he, just he beats like his really makes, and
0: you're like, well, I kind of uh.
1: that coupled with giving a lot of money to some good causes, and I can see a path forward for Logan go. Paul. But he has go. to mean it. He has to mean the, it. This is, to mean that's that's a wild pick, that's but wild. I but I see where you're coming from. <laughs> um, okay, my number one is not quite as wild, but. It's Kyrie Irving.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Because he because he's won a championship. Has yep. he won two? He's won one. He's won one.
0: 2016 with the Cavs, so yeah. So
1: it's not like he doesn't have a ring. Mm-hmm. He rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He, mm-hmm. people, you know, like you mentioned Celtics fans, you know. He has... He he has a great track record in terms of standing up for social justice and saying mm-hmm. the right thing. I think people hate when he just decides to take a few games off. Like the people mm-hmm. who I think that you can go either one way or another on him. I think that people who don't like him, though, or, or who thought like the whole flat earth thing, they're like, he just says stuff, you know, like it, it would be very hard for Kyrie to come back and have the Chris Paul narrative. Like I would have a hard time looking up in, and he's, he, how long has he been playing? How old is he? Is he uh, like he was 29, 20, 30? 2011.
0: He was the number one pick. So he's been in the league. what? So he's years? my age,
1: So he's like yeah. 32. So no, he's uh, running he's, out of time. No, he's, he's,
0: he was probably 19 when he got drafted. Cause he was a one and done so he's probably oh, 29 he's, he's such an idiot i'm like dirty. everybody yeah. went to a four
1: year liberal <laughs> arts school just like yeah. me so he's probably did not he quite major dirty, in but... history and creative writing too <laughs> <laughs> um okay so he's like 29 say he's 29. i think so yeah. um he's running out of time for that sort of you know for for all of america to get on board to the point where that's yeah he's 29 okay so he he's running out of time For people, like, I have a hard time seeing every talk show or every article being, like, Chris Paul is the guy. I have a hard time seeing a world in which it would be, like, Kyrie Irving is the guy and he deserves this. Because he already has one and he's done a lot of other things that people aren't totally on board with. I, like, I, I don't personally have a problem I, with Kyrie. i have always sort of been a Kyrie fan i was psyched when he went to the celtics i was not psyched when he left but like whatever i don't think i think that he's going to remain polarizing so if he is yeah. a path forward that would be impressive to me
0: i think one of his paths forward i i have an idea uh it mm-hmm. is this he has to he has to like throw out some conspiracy because he he, he kind of dabbles i don't know if conspiracy is the right word but flat earth he's, he he brings up the flat he's known for that whether right. well as you said he was trolling or whether he believes whatever that has now been attached to, to, you know, discussions about him that gets brought up. Right. Um, I think he's got to throw out a handful of other crazy stuff and, and hit on one of them. And as soon as he hits on one of oh, them. Oh, <laughs> wow. You know, because that's the thing about conspiracies, we should say. Not just like innocent, like not every single conspiracy theory is wrong. There are some that are, and that is like why they're kind of dangerous. Is because the people that like are prone to those are like, no, 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 this one was right. So like, yes. therefore, all of these are right. Um, but with that, they're not all wrong. So like, if you're someone who believes that every conspiracy theory is not right, you're also kind of stupid, if we're being honest. Like, there has to be some. <laughs> so Kyrie finds one, he starts throwing it out I there. I know and he what gets, it is. He gets killed for it. He cut. He gets proven to be correct, and then everyone's like, holy shit! If he was right about that, what else could he be right about? And then he's like exactly and then he walks away and he just lets you think on it you're like whoa whoa <laughs> and
1: he wins like four more championships
0: yes yes I,
1: here's what it is if kyrie irving <laughs> this is gonna sound insane if kyrie irving decides that aliens are gonna be his thing
0: whoa that's a great if, move
1: yeah if kyrie irving is like area 51 is real there are actual aliens here and then he makes a documentary about it and he proves that once and for all you know the pentagon has been like yeah we're tracking aliens or whatever like we're yeah. alien. like aliens are conspiracy theory but they're also like not complete like i don't think we're the only forms yeah
0: it's a, 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 a great one because yeah like if if you think if you say that they're aliens you're like i think they're aliens everyone's like you're crazy but then also if you're like i don't think there are any any other life forms in the universe you're like you're crazy and you're like well, you're like the
1: universe exactly. i don't know <laughs> so if kyrie irving this could even be after he's playing basketball like starts a production company to make documentaries and he proves that aliens are real um then whoa I don't see a world in which people like he is then like that's the coolest thing in the world yeah. if you prove that aliens are real you are automatically i don't even know if it has beloved. to go that
0: far if he just like if he just kind of makes it his brand, where he just like retweets articles about ufos yeah. and stuff you know yeah. like he just becomes kind of an alien guy and then people have him on the podcast and he's just like you know you have to look at some of the do have you seen the, <laughs> yeah. the the footage of this and that and whatever and he just kind of makes it a thing the way tom delong the blink 182 yes. guy major
1: just (laughs) thinking yeah tom is all in on aliens and if if, 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 because because there's nothing very harmful about that it's not like a political conspiracy theory it's not that you're teaching false information if a kid wants to believe that there are aliens like great let them believe that there are aliens who like who cares you know what i mean so i think that that i think Kyrie irving's path forward is that he leans into being the alien guy and just goes really hard on that and keeps doing you know keeps playing basketball keeps Speaking out for social justice, but like his, but he really is all in on aliens being real. I don't think I think that makes him ten thousand times more likable.
0: That's a great idea to the general. I problem. think we've. I, I I think that's exactly it. And then Kyrie Irving and Logan Paul box each other, and
1: <laughs> and Kyrie, win. no, and Kyrie wins. No, if Kyrie Irving and, then- and Tom DeLong team up on an alien project,
0: oh my god, who who says done. no? Done <laughs> done. I'm watching. Um, no? take my money. I don't know what 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 it is, but here I, I want to see it. And then Blink One Eighty Two wanna...
1: gets back together to do the soundtrack for. It. Oh my god!
0: Yeah, and then Kyrie shows up at a Blink One Eighty Two concert and yeah, I, I mean, I, and plays the drums we with Travis Barker. Done. <laughs> Boom.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Anything else, Charlotte? Is that it? Is that the show? I think uh, that was think... that was a good list. Any parting thoughts for the people?
1: Um. Any
0: email requests? What do you want for
1: emails? Ooh, uh, tell us what your most okay, tell us what your most hated player would have to do for you to like them.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. What that's would, a good one. What
1: if take the player you hate the most and then email us saying what they would have to do to change your mind about them.
0: I'm also curious what people in sports are irredeemable for reasons that don't involve crimes. Yes. Is there any? Do people think anything like like I don't care what LeBron does from here. I hate the guy. and always will. You and you know? have to Is say why. Like if
1: you back it up, yes. we'll read the ones that are actually we'll backed back it up. up.
0: But I, I'm curious that answer as well. Like obviously, you know, like as you, as we've the disclaimer as we've said all along. If you're
1: yeah, if you're a, a garbage person, person off, then like off
0: the, yeah, obviously. Yeah. But for your your own irrational hatred. like I hate this guy. I know it's irrational, and there's nothing he can do for me to change that. Um, I'm curious what those answers are as well. So. You
1: know, it's funny. I usually like I usually try to put women on my list too, just because you know we don't talk about women's sports enough, and they're just as valid. Um, you might disagree, but no, I'm kidding. Um, I realize that like men are so much worse than women that like we're just who's, I just went all women. Yeah, all who's men. the
0: most hated women's athlete? I is had Tanya R- Harding Megan, kind
1: of, and then I was like,
0: Is it Megan Rapinoe though? For some, like she's polarizing. She's not hated. She's loved by a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I think she's Serena's so beloved. kind of the
0: same way, where she's like. Some I just people think hate that her some people. A lot of the reason that
1: women aren't like, like, likable for women is so different and like such a different bullshit bar. Yeah. That it's like, let's not get into that and let's just talk about the guys yeah. who actually. And suck. it's also
0: like, you <laughs> can't, I mean, yeah, it's obviously a different game. You can't just, like, are there women athletes that are just like universally hated? <laughs> like, really, no, I don't think, I don't, so. think, I don't think there's anyone yeah. who's
1: just like so obnoxious because you None can't really get mind, that but... far yeah i mean there yeah. are people like hope solo but she had her whole like that was a yeah, weird hope solo was a good one. violence no, thing you hope know solo like it, was
0: a good one that's that that's as like close to as i remember people were like i don't i don't mess yeah like nothing yeah. yeah that's a great the, the, email us those who are, yeah. <laughs> I'm curious yeah. tell us like, who
1: are the bad ladies <laughs> again i don't who know if i'm li- a good or a bad feminist <laughs> but you know i'm out here trying so. <laughs> uh, uh anything you want to leave us with mark
0: um, I just wanna say my parting thought is uh I, I maybe we could save this for a different show, but I've seen a lot of talk about this being a small market NBA Finals because Milwaukee and Phoenix. Yeah. Um I maybe this is a different show. I'm I'm curious, is Phoenix a small market? I don't think it is. And We I, need to
1: talk about that because I've also been thinking a lot about that.
0: I think it's less I, I, I guess my parting thought is that I don't think the the population size of the city should dictate the market. I think the prevalence of plastic surgery should dictate the size of the market. <laughs> if you're a city with a lot of like miami that's a big market i don't care how many people live in that city that's a big market las vegas doesn't matter to me how many people live there that is a big market that is
1: the great that is the chicago small market (laughs) that is the greatest qualifier i've ever heard boston sneaky big market
0: there you go that's my idea so that's my party thought uh email us we're back in the saddle The show is back. We're excited to be back. We We will will be back
1: on Monday to read your emails. See you guys. And we are not going to leave you again for a while.